0: I'm
1: Good morning and welcome to chapel. My name is Joelle Beagle, and I'm the coordinator for missions here at Baylor. Um, one of the things that we do here at Baylor is we want to connect what you are learning in the classroom, whats what you're passionate about, what brought you to Baylor, and to help you to learn how you can use that to serve people around the world. Um, one of the ways that we do that is through global mission trips. Um, so I want to tell you about an event that's coming up. It's on November 1st from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock PM in the sub den. It's going to be an event called Going Global and you get introduced to all the trips that we're taking, where we're going, what types of teams that we're taking, so that I hope that you come out. Um, If you can't make it November 1st, you can always just make it out to the lobby right after chapel. I have a table set up there for more information. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks, Joelle. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Sometimes I find it helpful uh, when my own thoughts maybe won't do borrow some from uh, a gifted writer, and this is Macrina Whitaker, and I want to invite you to make this your prayer this morning. Let let us pray. O light of God, anointed by your morning light, I lift my spirit to receive the gift of this new day. Open my eyes to the beauty that surrounds me, that I may walk through this day with the kind of awareness that calls forth grateful living. In all of creation, let me see the brightness of your face. Shine in my heart and on my life, filling me with joy, creativity, hope, and laughter. Draw me into the radiant glory of your presence and into the small lights of those with whom I live and work and study inspire me to take time for those who are discouraged. May I live with the kind of presence that enables others to feel at home this day. Great dawn of God, Jesus Christ, hear my prayer. Amen. Our worship on Wednesdays has become so very much a part of the week here at Baylor and important to us, and we we love this rhythm that we have of Mondays doing this kind of thing and Wednesdays, this kind of thing where we worship together. This morning, though, we're going to set that rhythm aside, and it happens about once a year, that we have the opportunity just in the course of things to have someone here on the campus who is so special and gifted and important that we think, you know, our students just need to hear them even though it's a Monday. One of those kind of days has happened today. And I'm so excited to be able to share with you this particular chapel program today, and especially in light of what we just saw. We, we believe as a Baylor family, and we believe as a community of faith that we really are called into the world and that we're to take who we are and what we know and what we've been blessed with and do something with it out there and today you're going to have the opportunity to hear someone who has literally gone into all the world. Uh, my friend and, and colleague Carrie Newman from the religion department And the director of Baylor University Press is here for us this morning to introduce our speaker because he has known her for some time and is her friend. So I want Carrie to come out to introduce her.
1: Well, the the 10 o'clock class is uh, Chapel is a lot more lively than 9 o'clock, aren't you? Um, This morning you're going to get the gospel, but you're going to get the gospel in a very different form. Uh, and you're going to give it, you're going to hear the gospel taken into the world in terms of public service. It's my very great pleasure to introduce to you uh, Emeritus Ambassador Ruth Davis. Ambassador Davis has spent 40 years of public service at the State Department of the United States. She began, like you, as a university student at Spelman College, and it was during her university days that she first began to dream about public service and it was a fellowship a Merrill fellowship that she was awarded that led her to France first and then to the middle east on a year long fellowship traveling and learning and it was that experience that opened up the world to her a world that it was in deep need of help and service she came back to spelman graduated went to the university of california at berkeley and graduated with a work A degree in social work, and upon graduation, at the uh, uh, tender uh, uh, age that she was, she went to the State Department in 1969 and began a career that has spanned six U.S. presidents and 14 secretaries of state, whom she has served uh, faithfully and as a counselor and as a a wise guide and as uh, a leader in the State Department. She has been an ambassador to uh, uh, the country of Benin. She has served as consular general to uh, Spain and to Barcelona and was instrumental in bringing the uh, Olympics from uh, Barcelona to Atlanta. Uh, She founded the Leadership Institute at the State Department, which has trained every one of our ambassadors, not only uh, to be great persons of statecraft, but also to be leaders of a consulate and to impact uh, the uh, the country in which uh, their appointment is made. Ruth Davis is a uh, remarkable human being. Uh, I had the privilege of touring the State Department at her side uh, some years ago. And uh, at every turn in the State Department when we bumped into somebody, there was this uh, protracted greeting that was given to her, and it was very deferential. It was deferential because uh, Ambassador Davis is a person of, uh, who has earned great respect, but it was also deferential because she has spent a career mentoring other people. She's given uh, all that she has to our country in patriotic service, but she's also given her career in helping other people in their careers. She's a servant at heart, and she's a profound person of faith, and it's my very great privilege to introduce her to you and you to her as well. Ambassador Davis, will you come and address?
2: Good morning. Very delighted to be here. I would like to uh, thank Carrie Newman, Dr. Carrie Newman, director of Baylor University Press, for inviting me and to thank Reverend Burleson, the Dean of the Chapel, and Linda Adams, the Professor of Political Science and Director of International Studies for inviting me. But most of all, I'd like to thank you for being here and thank you for lending me your ears for a few minutes. It really is a pleasure for me to be here in the great state of Texas from where I understand that 80% of the Baylor students come from and the remaining 20% from throughout the United States and 76 foreign countries. About 10 days ago, I returned from travels to Cape Town, South Africa, where I attended a conference on International Women's Entrepreneurial Challenge, an organization that I helped to found as a result of my continued association with business institutions in Barcelona, Spain, where I served as Consul General. Now, I've traveled about 1,400 miles to get to Baylor University to have the opportunity to speak with and hopefully to influence many of you who are deciding what path you will take in the future concerning your careers. I want to encourage you to open your minds to the importance of events beyond the borders of Texas and even beyond the borders of the United States, to encourage you to get to know the foreign students among you, to learn about their countries, their cultures, and to find out just what it is about America and what it is about Baylor that led them to come here, just like you, many of them will return home in the future and assume important leadership positions. Not bad to have such friends around the world. I'm especially interested in sharing with you my perspective on the importance of foreign policy issues and trying to entice you to consider a career in public service focused on international affairs. Speaking of public service, we live in a country where public service is not just a concept. It is a calling. It is an honor. And I think you're very privileged here at Baylor to have the leadership that you have because based on his career, Judge Starr, your president, has really personified the calling of public service. And for those of you who want to make a difference in this rapidly changing global world, I can think of no more important, exciting, and rewarding undertaking than a career in international affairs. We live in a time of great challenge and even greater opportunities. And what is so special about this time is that this time belongs to you. And you have but to claim it, to make the best of it, And to reach, reach for your dreams, of course, you must have dreams and goals. And that's where I come in, hopefully to open your eyes to opportunities that the average American rarely thinks about in the field of international affairs in general and the foreign service of the United States in particular. Some have called the Foreign Service the best-kept secret in Washington. Not long ago, someone asked me this question. If you could live your life all over again, would you join the Foreign Service? And I'm glad that I didn't have to pause for a deep soul-searching period to come up with an answer. If I could do it all over again, if I could change places with you out in that audience today, I would still join the Foreign Service in a heartbeat, no questions asked. In fact, I always say that short of being a multimillionaire, and note I didn't say just any old millionaire, I said a multimillionaire, short of being a multimillionaire, there is nothing that I would rather have done with my life than to be a foreign service officer, a US diplomat. I was excited when I first joined as an entry-level officer in 1969 and remained excited throughout my whole career. I used to say that I was searching for a moment of boredom, but never was unfortunate enough to find one. I want to give you a feel for why this might be the right choice for you. First and foremost, the Foreign Service offers a unique opportunity to represent this great country and its people overseas. It offers a career of personal enrichment through travel, language acquisition, and the opportunity to learn about and become immersed in different foreign cultures. It is a career filled with professional gratification, with the opportunity to have direct impact on the lives of people and sometimes on the very fabric of a society and the development of a foreign nation. Walk with me for a few moments in my shoes. In the mid-60s, I spent a year abroad as a Spelman College student, and that effectively changed my life. Consequently, I would encourage each of you to make an effort to participate in a study abroad program, which you can do beginning next year, next summer. I understand that it's also possible for some of you to get financial assistance for a study abroad. You should inquire about that today. My student, my studies in France, travels in Europe and the Middle East, and later an internship at the Agency for International Development, charted a course that led to a very fulfilling professional life that I spent mostly in Africa, Asia, and Europe. Let me give you a few examples. As an entry level consular officer, I issued visas to immigrants and tourists. I helped American citizens who had lost passports overseas, or who were adopting a child, or who had run afoul of the local authorities, visited jails, hospitals, ships, and more airports than I care to remember. While some of my colleagues did political and economic reporting, And others told America's story and advanced America's interest through public diplomacy. Not only was there a variety of work, there was a variety in the scenery. The temples of Asia, the castles of Europe, as well as the plains of what we now call vanishing Africa, with its incredible wildlife which is now in great need of protection. As a senior officer, I supervised our worldwide American citizen and visa operations and helped to train, as Carrie Newman said, scores of new ambassadors at the Foreign Service Institute, including Baylor University alumnus, Lyndon L. Olson, who was the former ambassador to Sweden and who was the recipient of the Baylor Young Outstanding Alumni Award. I created a new school of leadership and management and directed the human resource interest of the Department of State, which meant looking after the interest of 46,000 employees worldwide. Overseas as U.S. Consul General, as Carrie said, in Barcelona, which hosted the 1992 Olympic Games, I played a role in bringing the 1996 Summer Olympic Games to my hometown in Atlanta. Believe you me, that was very special to me. I helped develop a foreign aid program that was crucial to, to supporting the democratization of the Republic of Benin and restoring that country's educational infrastructure to the benefit of young girls. Imagine how fulfilling it was to me to know that of the Republic of Benin and restoring that country's educational infrastructure to the benefit of young girls. Imagine how fulfilling it was to me to know that because of my work, little girls who otherwise would have remained uneducated, were educated and equipped to improve their standard of living. Imagine me, a former freshman at Spelman College in Georgia, helping to create and fortify the institutions that were crucial to building a democracy in Benin. It was sort of like living in the time of Mr. Washington and Mr. Jefferson in this country when they were laying the foundation for our own great nation. It was pretty heady stuff. And it's the kind of experience that is well within your reach. And if that's not enough, serving in Africa put me in touch with my ancestry. In West Africa, I visited ports from which millions of slaves were shipped to the United States. I marched around the tree of forgetfulness that slaves were forced to march around to sever ties with Africa. But I did it backwards because I never want to forget. I should mention how gratifying it was to share my overseas assignments with family and friends who might never have traveled abroad, and certainly not to some of the exotic places where I was posted. From all of this, I hope you can see that the Foreign Service isn't just any job. It's a profession that can take you all over the world to do the nation's business in any one of our 260 embassies consulates, and other diplomatic missions. It is truly the opportunity of a lifetime. Why not begin your examination of international affairs and the Foreign Service by applying for an internship with the Department of State or USAID like I did? The State Department has a diplomat in residence at the University of Austin, Ambassador Ronald McMullen, and he's here on campus today. And would love to talk to you about the State Department internships. And now is the time, because the period of application for these internships will close at the end of this month. By the way, as a college student, former Secretary of State, Condoleezza Rice, began her association with the State Department as an intern. And she used to always say to us, be kind to your interns, because you never know where you'll meet them again. When I began my foreign service career in 1969, on the tail end of the Vietnam War, I could not have foreseen how exciting it would be and what momentous events would occur during my career. The fall of apartheid in South Africa, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the collapse of the Soviet Union, the creation of the European Union, the impact of globalization that has tied the world together with a speed and intensity that no one could have predicted. The technological revolution that has changed the way we communicate. I don't leave home without my iPhone. The election of many female world leaders and the appointment of three female U.S. secretaries of state. All of these things are normal to you, but they are really earth-shaking to people of my uh, generation. So many positive things laced with their own set of complications, yet more than our share of the negative. Our world was literally turned upside down on 9-11-2001. And then came the Afghanistan and the Iraq wars. Moreover, America has been occupied with the need to reverse the speed of nuclear weapons and to prevent their use. The search for peace in the Middle East, regional conflicts in Africa, such as Darfur, the Congo, Somalia, our relations with major and emerging powers, including China, India, Russia, Turkey, Indonesia, and South Africa, our concern about transnational infectious diseases, such as HIV-AIDS, all of these issues remind us of the importance of diplomacy and international affairs. America is challenged, perhaps as never before, to engage and to provide leadership in the world. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton said in a speech to the Council on Foreign Affairs, the question is not whether our nation can or should lead, but how, it will lead in the 21st century. She said, rigid ideologies and old formulas don't apply. We need a new mindset about how America will use its power to safeguard our nation, expand prosperity, and help more people in more places live up to their God-given potential." I believe that Baylor University will prepare many of you here to bring that new perspective to the diplomatic apparatus of the United States. The following are some of the challenges that we face as we strive to keep America strong and issues that you would work with as a diplomat intent on developing a world where freedom can flourish. You would work to promote international understanding by offering a positive view of America. You would promote trade and investment and increased global economic growth, help to reduce international crime and the entry of illegal drugs into this country. Living in Texas, you know how important this is. You would protect against terrorist attacks. And I know how important that is, having suffered a terrorist bombing of my consulate in Barcelona. Luckily, no one was killed. You would engage in conflict resolution in strengthening international health and education capabilities. You would lead humanitarian responses to natural disasters and conflicts, such as the Haiti earthquake. You would promote freedom of religion and conscience throughout the world as a fundamental human right and as a source of stability for all countries. What an exciting time it will be to enter the field of foreign affairs to tackle these crucial problems. And what, you might ask me, should you focus on in your studies uh, to prepare for the type of academic background and preparation that would make a desirable candidate for the Foreign Service and equip you to deal with a variety of international issues that I have outlined. The Department of State is looking for flexible generalists who are broad-based academically and who are well-versed in American history, government, culture, economics, political science, arms control, international law, environmental issues, and public management and administration. It's looking for people who know current affairs and who are capable of communicating to the world what America is all about. There is a need for specialists, who are knowledgeable about information technology, construction engineering, medical doctors, and health practitioners, security officers, and office management specialists. There is a need for students with a commitment to public service, with negotiating skills, and with the courage to challenge conventional wisdom and who possess the ambition, ethics, and the fortitude required to succeed in a very competitive arena. Finally, the State Department is looking for people who have skills in foreign languages, not just the romance languages, but also hard languages like Russian or the super hard languages like Japanese, Chinese, Korean, or Arabic. However, if you don't know a foreign language, do not despair. The Foreign Service Institute teaches an array of some 70 different languages, not a bad opportunity to increase one's professional skills. In closing, I want to warn you, the time will pass with lightning speed. In what seems the blink of an eye, you will have finished your studies here at Baylor and set out to seek your fortune in the world beyond these academic walls. Please consider being a part of the most interesting work in the world, And perhaps one day you will return to Baylor and say to a budding young freshman class that short of being a multimillionaire, there is nothing that you would have rather done with your career than to serve your country as a U.S. diplomat. I thank you.
0: Let's stand for our benediction. And now, brothers and sisters, go in peace to love and serve the Lord and serve one another and serve your world. Have a great day.